Hey, this is Jacob and Shane of Thunderwolf Podcast. A quick message before you begin this episode. Some things have changed since we recorded and released it. So at the end of this episode, disregard. We're no longer part of Magic Squirrel Network, and our new link to merchandise is teespring.com slash awoo. That's teespring.com slash A-A-W-O-O. So enjoy. Welcome to Thunderwolf Podcast, the show where everything is made up and the points don't matter, just like the machine and ATM machine. We're here in the spare bedroom studio. Our trusty producer, Kevin, is here ready to do some producer stuff. What's up, Kevin? I'm Jacob, and this is Shane. Hey! Today's show, it's going to be the two of us, and we're going to be talking about trains. Trains and automobiles. Yeah. But just kidding, we're not going to be talking about those. Today's show, we're going to dance on eggshells about some probably controversial stuff, men and women. And specifically, work to get uh, some thoughts out on the roles that men and women play in society and what is expected of each sex. Um, To give some backstory to that, because this is kind of coming out of uh, left field from what we've done the last couple episodes, Um, this is something that's, I guess very popular in modern society, uh, the outrage culture, the conservative, the liberal, the everybody, everything. Um, just right after race. Yeah, just, yeah, that, that's kind of still taking the uh, number one seat on things people are pissed off about in the world. But I'm sure we'll go over that at some point. I would love to. Yeah. Um, Today, though, we're, we're, we want to do this right, too. Uh, I want to say this right off the bat, and I know Shane and I have talked about this um, pretty thoroughly before we started this episode. We, we want to take an approach uh, where we are giving legitimate and honest thoughts and experiences that we've had individually, together, the world, observations, etc., and take it seriously. Uh, there would be some jokes and things, but in a way that is mindful of, of both. We are men. Yeah. And we want to have our say on this, mm-hmm. but also we don't want to limit that. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we want to kind of bring other thoughts into it. Um, well, uh, it's like talking about, uh, being a man. Yeah. Cause we know what yeah, that's like. We can and then also that. doing justice for what we know about women. Yeah. And then also even getting some thoughts from, the women we know yeah absolutely and you know when i was thinking of doing this i wanted to obviously talk about being a male Mm -hmm. but at the same time i wanted to do justice for you know females in my life or just people in general and right because it it can be it can be very easy to we can just sit there and talk to each other what we think about being a female but that's probably not what it's like right so I got, like I said, I, I got my, my friend Taylor Walt, a good friend of my girlfriend and I's, to, um, I think I, she would be okay with me calling her a feminist. And I got her to give me some ideas of the things, like you said, the roles that men and women play in society and what is expect, expected of each sex. Yeah. 
and like some things that <clears throat> we hopefully will talk about male wise and female wise that eventually we want to change. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what we want to see come back or stay the same, whatever that might be. Exactly. Um, and I really like this idea too, coming in, uh, Shane was letting me know that, uh, Taylor had written up some information when, when he, you know, started having this idea for an episode and, uh, we wanted to explore what she had to say. And like I, we said, and uh, I want, yeah, I want to give her a huge shout out absolutely. and say thank you very much for spending. I know she spent quite a bit of time on this and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a book of a, yeah, was it a text? Um, she sent it to me in an email. So she, yeah. So there and you go. She even kind of said that she enjoyed writing it because it kind of reminded her of being in college again. And That's then, really and, cool. Um, and I told her I was going to summarize it and I told her, told her that I wanted to do justice yeah. for that. And, um, I think she should feel honored that when talking about women, she was the first person that I could think of to talk about yeah. because she has always been very, um, you know, boisterous about, you know, being a woman and what it's like to be a woman and your, the pride that comes from being a woman and, you know, pointing out, you know, one of the first to point out the differences that can be seen. Yeah. And some people just like, and she's made a lot of good points and I can't think of any off the top of my head. You know what I mean? But like we've been at parties or somewhere and she'll point out something and I'll be like, man, I never thought of it that way. And she's very good at, you know, having those things come to light. Yeah. And I haven't met her. I've just learned a little bit about what you'd shared with me before we started. And what I had said to you was the first thing I thought was, is she sounds like somebody I want to meet. Oh, another thing is I was going to say is you guys would like each other a lot. She's super cool. Yeah. She's very like you can, you can talk about literally anything with her. She's super cool. And you both are uh, the same in that sense as to where you're open for, a discussion about anything. Yeah. And we even kind of talked about this before the podcast that I don't ever see her, um, her thoughts as irrational. She's yeah. a very rational person. That's what it sounded like to me, which is why I want to, yeah. I and she's, her. she would never say she, when she's talking about being a, a female and how proud of it she is, she's never talking about like a bad thing about, she's not saying, you know, anything of males or this way. Yeah. She, actually, she doesn't even talk about it in that sense. She just talks about, you know, females that just yeah. that by itself. So, which is really cool. And so without further ado, Oh yeah. We'll, so, we'll get to, uh, the message, the email mm-hmm. that she sent you about. So there's a couple, there's thoughts. two paragraphs here and I kind of just want to, you know, read one, yeah. talk about it and then read the other one. And then she had a kind of a closing statement too. So I just kind of wanted to go through these things. But, um, so she said, one of the biggest things I experience as a woman is related to kids and traveling. When people hear that I'm 29 with no children, they are shocked. When I say that I don't know if I want kids, they are even more shocked. I feel like I have mothered many things, including relationships, my jobs, friendships, and experience. I have so many wonderful children in my life, and I would not change that at all. But it is hard not to feel like, despite being 2019, that women are expected to be here only to reproduce. I think much of that thought comes from age as well as people think that if you're over 30 without a husband and a kid that you are running out of time. I feel like I have had many other wonderful experiences, especially through travel. And then, and she leads into travel because that's kind of where we're going to next. But I thought she made a lot of good points just from that opening statement of kind of like, if you're not doing this at this time in your life, then 
what are you doing than this yeah that that it's so interesting to me um the 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 kid the kids thing i think is very fascinating because i i've had it pressured on me as a man but i have seen it so much more from elders to uh females friends of mine uh the you you're wasting your time yeah your eggs have an expiration date you need to have kids now what are you doing like you should have had kids so long ago yeah. like your only job is to have kids what the hell are you doing living a life? And I genuinely think this is a, a generational thing with like, it's pa- it's almost like you pass down your your cooking skills to yeah. your son. You know what else people pass down is that obligation to have, to reproduce and have right. kids. Like that seems prominent. My whole life is like being told uh, or hearing, like you said, even more so through women, like being told that you have to, reproduce yeah or that's what you do when you're you know you're pushing 30 yeah and you're running out of time and she put in quotations marks running out of time yeah and i totally agree with that um like i said i i don't know as much you know i i think i had children at what what you would call quotation normal time or whatever it is but i can see where she's coming from because she seems to be one of the happier people that i know always you know very just happy that's the best way i can explain it but she and she's not doing what everybody else is doing and this kind of goes more into it as we go and you'll find out some more about taylor but she she definitely um I guess it's called dancing to the beat of your own drum or, yeah. or you know, yeah, 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 yeah. and in my favorite actual things that she says in this entire thing is, um, I feel like I have mothered many things, including yeah. relationships, my job, friendships and experiences. That's fucking awesome. That's, I thought that was a really cool line too, because it, I, I think it, it transcends the normal expectation of what motherhood mm-hmm. mothership is. Yeah. It's cool uh, to be here. Is what you're saying? It's like it's it's nice to hear it used with something other than other having than, children of yeah. your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. it's because because it sounds like to me uh, that it's her interpretation of of motherhood is more conceptual than it is like direct ex uh, expectation. Right. M- motherhood. When you say that, you think a mom and child, mm-hmm. but she's saying no, like. You can be a mother in all of these instances. It doesn't have to be this particular thing, which is really cool because the, the, that's the like the poetic conception of what motherhood would be. Right. But we so commonly hear it used in this one way. Yeah. Which I really like. I like that. Th- I like that thought a lot. Um, it, the other thought I got from some from from hearing that first part was that of expectation, and I I struggle with expectation. I struggle with the expectation of myself uh, as a man. I struggle as, you know, a friend, as a partner, as, uh, you know, front man of a band of all, what is it to be any of these things? And then why, why should I care about those expectations? Yeah. I think expectation in my life too, I think it's pretty similar to yours is not something that I put too much thought into when it comes to, cause people's expectations of you can vary so much. Yeah. And if you were to spend too much time trying to fulfill those expectations, I think it would be a lost cause. Yeah. Um, would you be yourself? I think it would be the best thing you can do. And and I'm not definitely not this person to the full extent, but 
I think just do the be the best friend you could be yeah. that you know how to be and create your own expectations yeah. for yourself as a friend as opposed to living through other people's expectations. I, I think you're I think you're very correct about that. I, I think and the hard I think the hard line is uh, that I've found is in our society right now, I feel like we're really challenging everything, which I'm not against. But I feel like the the actual argument can get convoluted very quickly. Mm-hmm. What actually are we fighting against? Are we fighting against people having expectations? Because some expectations are good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like in the podcast, we expect each other to show up. Yeah. Is that wrong? Is that wrong to expect that? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Is it wrong to expect each other to come up with ideas and be yeah. contributing members? No. So and then, and it can't also, be ex- ex- expectation inherently. It can't be yeah. that is the issue. And we've always, both of us have always been to blame for not doing one of those things. Right. And, and we both have expectations of each, each other, I'm exactly. sure. But at the end of the day, we do what we have to do and and have, I think, even more... Um, you know, important than expectations is compromise. Yeah. Because compromise is key to doing this, yeah. to being in a friendship, to being in a relationship, all those things. I feel like compromise is what's going to like, you know, like you're going to do things I don't like. Right. I'm going to do things you don't like. That right. is going to happen. Yeah. And because we're very individual people yeah. with and our own the, convictions. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same with your friends. That's the same with your yeah. family. And I think the understanding of that is a lot more important than I just so that the word expectations fits so yeah. nice some places. Yeah. Like if I go to school, they have expectations of me with my grades and yada, yada, yada. But the word expectations and friendship and things like that, like I just I don't I don't really like that as much because it has to do with me the connotation living it. up to somebody else's expectations of me. When yeah. if you have to do that in the first place, then we're probably not too meant to be, if you can't just be like, you know, look, he's his own person. I'm my own yeah. person. He's not always going to do what I want him to do. But then there's like minimal expectations where like, if I invite you to my birthday and you say you're going to be there and you don't come, then I'm that's, gonna, yeah. that's an expectation. So there's gotta be kind of a wide range yeah. of your expectations. Um, I, I, I think you're, you're, I'm trying to think this out loud too. And I think you're getting there, uh, to what I'm trying to say of, so the expectation isn't isn't fundamentally wrong. It's good to have some expectations, mm-hmm. and it's good to hold other people to some expectations. Mm-hmm. But like you Rational said, the compromise expectations. I think you can't have compromise unless you have the communication. Yeah. So you can't you can't expect or hold those things reasonably. I think that mm-hmm. is fair rationally, like you said, unless you have that conversation. So that's where I start. I struggle with it, and I started thinking about all of this when when you read what Taylor said about uh, you know people expecting her to be a mother, yeah. uh, a mother of children specifically, not of jobs of this and that. Yeah. And to that point, I I wonder like how much of that is wrong? How much of that is fundamentally wrong for another person mm-hmm. to expect that? Should they? Should they? Should you have that conversation? What is the should there? I just don't, and, and I can I totally get the frustration. Yeah. I'm not countering that point. No, I mean I get what you're saying. It's just it's a scenario where most people, especially in our friend group, would right. agree that that's a stupid expectation. Like yeah. that's not fair to her, and that's not you know the you know how you he- see those memes and stuff all the time. That's like you know it's your life and you're on your own path. Yeah. and you do this at this time and don't. Someone uh, said that to Hitler. You know. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Stupid uh, platitudes. I hate them. <laughs> but don't compare yourself, your your life's path to other people's right. life's path. And and what should be said along with not comparing your life's path, don't like put your life path on somebody else. Don't. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what I mean? You did these things in this amount of time. You you decided to go to college and then. Uh, or you met your high school sweetheart, you went to college, you got married, you had kids, great. You did that right. in the way that people traditionally do that. Yes. But that doesn't change or, you know, negate any kind of other path. Yeah. Like, I think everybody should be able to make their own. And, I, and I'm, I'm doing this, th- I already sound like one of those, like, because it's a very, like, broad thing to say. Yeah. Like, and I feel like most people agree on this conversation. I think it's just maybe like an older mindset or I think the two people that do it the most are probably older people yeah. or old fashioned or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then people that have already done that path. Yeah. So you got people that have already done what their parents told them to do and they're kind of coming down on you cause you haven't yet. Right. But that's not, that's not, those are the two, that's the groups. I usually hear that stuff from like, Oh, you're still in college or, Oh, you're still doing this. Then, you know, I've already kind of done all this. So I'm going right. to be judgmental towards you, but I'm you, better de- than you, because you don't that. ever get the people that are in the same situation as you telling you to do those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. And that's fair. And, uh, I, I want to make an amendment to what I said too. I said, I, I've had that encountered, uh, with people telling me like, you know, you'll have kids, but the kids thing wasn't the expectation there. And I have to, I have to go back on that because it, it was, my expectation from that conversation, from what I've had multiple of, from from the same person, so consistency, there's something there, but from other people, wasn't so much that I had to have kids. It was so much that I was going to be married. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting separation of that expectation. The woman was expected to have the kids. Yeah. And I was expected to be married to that woman to have the kids. Right. And I think, and even then... Yeah. Like now I'm just, I'm kind of thinking this out for the first time. Never had that thought where I was like, yeah, yeah. When you have kids. And so they're the implied expectation, mm-hmm. but it was, you're going to get married. I know you say you're not, you know, this is a few years ago. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But that conversation wasn't about the expectation of whether or not I was going to have kids. Yeah, because it was about whether or not I was going to marry the right. woman. Because if you were kids. to, if you were to ask Weird. a male when they're going to have kids, you, the response in 2019, uh, the, two, the response in 2019 should just be whenever my significant other decides to birth them. Yeah. Or is comfortable with doing that. Or be, re-adopt or yeah, I cover mean, all the bases. Right. Exactly. And that can definitely be part of the conversation, but yeah. So I don't, I mean, we're touching a bit on gender roles, which is something I want to kind of define a little bit later too. Well, that's what, Um, that's kind of what this whole thing is semi about. Exactly. Definitely what, you know, the, the roles that they play in society and what's expected of us, whether it be in a job place or by your parents or family members Um, or or yourself. Yeah. Um, Another thing she said um, is I feel sometimes as if, uh, my independent nature sometimes makes me an outlier. The yeah. majority of women that I meet, parentheses, many of them whom I consider my closest friends, want someone to pay for things or want someone to travel with or want to move in with someone and marry them. There's absolutely nothing wrong with any of those things. I just think that feminism and the idea of equality between men and women starts with wanting 
those things for yourself and a man just happens to be there. I love traveling alone. I love living alone and I love doing things alone. It doesn't invalidate any of the time I spend with my boyfriend. It doesn't make me want to spend less time with him. It just means that I'm comfortable, comfortable being alone. And despite it being 2019, I think many people, including women, don't expect women to want that. They expect them to want to be half of something. Yeah. And I, that's my favorite part of that is the last part, saying that she people expect her to be half of something. Right. Because she's not going to be whole until she has this, this, and this. Yeah. Or she's got kids, or she's the other half of a relationship, or, you know, that's what I got from that. But that... That whole paragraph there was, uh, that's probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, I think there's there's a lot to unpack there. A lot of separate points that I I think I agree with on everything. Um, One one of the thoughts that I had. Will you will you read the last two sentences again? I want to hear that how she wrote that. Um, Let's see. Uh, Well, it's. It doesn't make me want to spend less time with him. It just means that I'm comfortable being alone. That's not the last sentence. I think many people, including women, don't expect women to want that. They expect them to want to be half of something. Yeah, and that. So the the expectation that a woman should be, if she isn't with a man, mm-hmm. then she's half a woman. Yeah. She's half a person, really, because yeah. you have to have a man. Yeah, like that's kind of the expectation. Right, and. I think the 2019 bit really caught me too about isn't that an expectation then? Well, it also could mean that not, not only is she half a person because she doesn't have a man, right. she's half a person because she doesn't have a family. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to yeah. get the kid part of that too. Like if you don't have kids and like, what are you doing with your life? You don't have anything yeah. to, you know, and, and I couldn't agree with her more in the sense that like, that doesn't make you, a person because you have a family, but right. that's just a very common thing that people do. Yeah. And you got to go back, I think to why expectations exist. Like, I, I think that's a good place to start and to kind of dissect this because context, context is important. I was going to say, I believe it is, but I know it is context is important. So is intention. So is the observation of and the experience. I think those are the four pillars of, of morality, ethics, and like the basis of, of everything. And in that context, where do the expectations come from? So you're in the 1800s. We don't have any of the, the stuff that we have. We don't have microphones or technology, et cetera. And there have to be expectations, right? Like if you want to keep living, we expect you, you have to go out and like chop the firewood. You've got mm-hmm. to do this stuff. You've got to churn the butter. You've got to make the food. You've got to, we've got to have kids because, you know, winter's coming and we got choice. Well, how many of those expectations do you think are instinctual? That's what, and that's what I mean. Because I ju- of, yeah. from the earliest time, we, you know, that you have the hunter gatherer crap and all that yeah. stuff. And you have, you know, these, these women are here so that we can get them pregnant. We can have more of us and be a stronger right. tribe or, you know, exactly. whatever it might be. And that might just be an instinctual thing, which doesn't make it okay, but is also maybe where yeah. some, all that roots from. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's kind of what I'm getting to with the, uh, the roots of like, where does, where does expectation of these roles stem from? Was it pragmatism? Was it out of necessity? Was it because, somebody you know got a hair up their ass and decided this mm-hmm. i i really don't think the, the latter i think it's more of like 
listen, like here's the job, the, the objectivity. If, if we want to survive, we've got to do these things and it just works out best for us if we do it this way and this way. Yeah. I'm no expert on the sociology of, you know, of these roles, Mm -hmm. but I want to learn these things, which is why we're talking about them. The obvious difference between those two things like now and then being very different worlds. Well, being that if they, if they don't reproduce, they won't survive or they won't have more hands or whatever, you know, was done then, you know, like, well, let's reproduce so that we have people to do these things or, yeah. or we got to keep going, have a bigger group and be stronger, yada, yada, yada. But now we live in a, where a, a woman by herself that decides not to have children or, you know, I was, I don't, not in Taylor's, you know, part, but she, it's she, hard. It's hard to talk about. She this does have a, here, she, I think. well, she has a man, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she, she's not like, <laughs> Like she doesn't, I don't need no man, but like good. She, she, so she's a full person. Yeah. She then, right? said, yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, I love that. She said that she can, you know, th- her being that way doesn't take away from her experiences with her significant other. Yeah. And that's yeah, what that, I liked about that. that was like, she's still able to love and have <laughs> experiences have and stuff. Despite the fact that she's not trying to pump babies out and yeah, you know, that's what I liked. That's what I got from all that because I've seen her and her man and they're very, you know, very much they work. It yeah. works. You know what I mean? So, which is cool. And that yeah. the functionality now I think becomes the pragmatic need. It's like what works, which is very different than what it used to be. Like we have so many, uh, I am going to use this word specifically in this instance and I want it to blanket everyone we have significant privileges that people a hundred mm-hmm. years ago didn't have. Yeah. Whether you're a man, a woman, a non, uh, a child, uh, black, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like we have privileges now as a people, as a whole, that we didn't have a hundred years ago, didn't have a hundred years before yeah. that, before That's that, exactly et cetera. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's really great that she has uh, kind of broken through that expectation societally that has come, I would suppose, from tradition, mm-hmm. from need then into this place where she's like, I can go do these things alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone out to eat alone before, trying to push my comfort zone, and it feels uncomfortable for me. I don't like to do it. I don't like to do it because I want to have other people there. Yeah, Is that something then, <clears throat> I don't know, is that something that I... That's because socially... I've been taught yeah, to think like that? I think so, because socially people have told you that... It's weird to You're do that. You're weird to go yeah. by yourself, but why? Like exactly. Like my favorite one is why would you go see a movie by yourself? Yeah. I don't know because you're sitting in a dark room where you're not allowed to talk to each other. Right. So what would be the point of I mean, not that you can't go with people, but that seems like the most legit place to go while you're alone is to go yeah. watch a movie and sit in a dark room and you don't have to spend $89 on somebody else's right. movie food or you know what I mean? Seeing like that for for me and may, maybe this plays into my nature more than the nurture of, of these expectations of society. But like for me, I enjoy going to the movies with friends, uh, with a girl, with you know family, whatever, so that we can then, after, talk about that together mm-hmm. and have that social experience of exchanging And that's great too. That to me yeah. is the reward. But, but I, I think, know so many people, yeah. like she's saying... Well, I was going to say something I think I know about Taylor is that she enjoys her alone. See, time. that's really great. And that's really a lot cool. of people can't stand being yeah. alone because and whatever happened to them where they can't I be by like themselves. I only like it when I'm at my house, <laughs> my, my apartment. I'm in my room. That's yeah. my comfort place to be alone. Yeah, well, see, I mean, this. I like to people watch. I like to... Yeah. 
explore by myself. A lot of times when I'm with a group, I'll be walking ahead of the group because I like to experience things sometimes. A little aside. Yeah. Yeah. And But then there's other times where I feel like I want to be in that group. It's just one of those things where like, I think, I think the biggest thing, whether it be male or female that get, that happens way too often that I can notice is like constantly being told by someone else what you need to be doing. Yes. And, and it's weird for me to say that or even to like occupy that idea because I would never, like, I'm sure I have, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? But I don't tell people what they need to be doing. Right. Like I, I just don't even get into the mind frame as like, man, you know what you need to do is, and like, that's such a thing of that older people do. And I even know people that are our age that try to tell me what to do, but I just don't, I've never understood that. Like someone telling you what you like, you know, unless you ask for my advice, I have no business in telling you what you need to be doing. You're on your own path. You're doing your own thing. And, and I just don't understand someone telling you, or like you should have done this, like yeah. well, you know, like telling someone what you did, like oh, I quit this job because I didn't like it. Well, dude, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you should. That you was a good got job. A new job first, or, that, or yeah, that, or that was a good job, and yeah. you could have done this there. And like, you're, are you going to work with me every day? Right. Do you know what? I think that's a that's a really cool moment for us here. Uh, kind of aside from the the role situation and, and Taylor's story, is. That's something I used to do really bad, and I've I've really tried to correct myself. What's beca- that? Uh, of telling people, but not in a in a place of superiority that yeah. I tell myself. Maybe it was then, and I just don't have that you know yeah. capability to separate the ego from it. But it was like I, well, I did this thing, and I did. Here's how I did it, and yeah. this is how it worked for me. Yeah. So well, there's a difference there. Exactly, and, and that's how and it all depends on how you said that. How if you're just sitting there blatantly telling someone exactly. what they need to do, the intention, or you're giving lost. someone advice, yes, especially ask for advice. Yep. I can go to town all day telling you what I think you should do. Exactly, but I've made my own mistakes, and yep. I've done you know I've done things my way, and it's got me where I'm at, whatever. But like, I just the idea of like, I just so holier than now telling. Yes someone else what they what their what my expectations are what they should be doing with their life when the intention changes there it's gross it is yeah and and that's why even as i said that i can't go back to the the way i used to think of that yeah like i'm i'm i think i'm hyper aware probably to a fault of intention of language Mm -hmm. and how i'm saying it so that it isn't divisive yeah unless i want it to be unless Mm -hmm. i want to be controversial with that so offering like uh, we we were talking about something uh, earlier, and I suggested like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Mm-hmm. And that and I that's, didn't, and I didn't take that exactly the the way that I'm talking about because exactly you just like you gave up options of things yeah. that I could try or could not try. You yeah. didn't care whether I did or not. And you it was part of the conversation. Yeah, you weren't coming down on me saying yes. like what you need to do or what you should be doing. Like that's the, the that's the thing that bothers me. I agree. Or just. Um, and I and I could be wrong with this, but I feel like the passive aggressiveness of sometimes telling someone what they should be doing is equally as annoying. Yes. Annoying. So you could be telling, say, in, in Taylor's situation, someone's telling her she she should have kids and be at this place in her life or be doing this without actually saying it. Right. Well, you know, you know, the classic my mom used to do this thing where like I would have a friend over. And she'd be like, 
hey Mark, uh, <laughs> yeah. do oh, yeah. you do you clean your room? Yep. And I'd be like, he'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, see, Mark cleans his room. Like that's what people do with that same situation. Yeah. Where like, you know, so and so is married, and like, when are you thinking about getting? Like, it's not that kind of thing. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and. I- I, I do get that. And I wanted to make that separation for anyone who's listening, uh, who might be wondering, like, do I do that? It's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. Do you? You yeah. need to ask yourself that really seriously. Yeah. What is your approach? When you have another thought or an idea, how do you approach it? Do well, you say, when are you getting married? Or yeah, exactly. What what does your look life look like mm-hmm. in the next five years? Yeah. Like, there are different ways to get to the same point that are uh, maybe a little better. Well, there's... There's a difference between so do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between offering up suggestions and then just downright telling someone what they need to be doing. Agreed. And a lot of people. Do you think there's people out there that think they're doing the latter when they're actually yes. doing the? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I I really believe. And here's it gets to the cultural generational. We've talked a little bit about generations and how they think. Is that then a generational thing where? Their connotation, for example, uh, an older person, uh, let's say a uh, 45 plus, if they sent you the letter K in a text message, mm-hmm. how would you feel about that? Um, if you said, hey, I'm going to be here at uh, 1030, they give a context. And then they said, K, the letter K, 45 plus, how would you feel? I wouldn't be bothered by it based on their age and knowing that. My dad does that to me all the time. So exactly. I, what if I did that? Well, and, and another thing that we haven't brought up, well, we might have a little bit is expectation or not expectation. <laughs> That's all we've talked <laughs> we, about. This this episode is going to be called expectations. <laughs> you already know I that because you have read expectation. it. <laughs> I think I just said it because I had said it twenty yeah. times. <laughs> I love it. I've said it too. Intentions. Intentions is what I meant to say. Your intentions, dude. I will totally back anybody who says something that they didn't mean to say, as long as I know their their intentions yes. were pure. Yep. Like if you accidentally said some racist stuff, but your intentions were just like you just, I do this to myself. I dig myself in a hole and I'm like, dude, I don't know how I got here. I said some (laughs) fucked up shit, but my intentions, I promise we're not, dude, I will. Intentions are everything. Yeah. If you're just like, or if you come to me and you're trying to give me advice, but your intentions are just solely to help me, I might just like tell you like, look, I feel like you're being a little, you know, like pushy and you're kind of imposing what you think I should be doing, but I can tell that your intentions are in the right place. But if you're just kind of being passive aggressive or a dick or just trying to like right. show where you are at your life or what I should be doing, then that's a whole different story. It's a whole different story. Yeah. So I I bring that up about the the K because I wonder if that's I wonder if it's a language difference, a difference of 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 connotation in language with older generations. When an older person says, "You should be thinking about marriage." It is could it be? Could it be? That it's a that it's a communication error rather than uh, an expectation mm-hmm. or a should or a, a, a domineering. Is it that that's how that generation thinks? For example, some another one, older men in my life, uh, friends, mentors, uh, uh, parents, dads, etc., neighbors, whatever the case may be, they have a hard time communicating their emotions Mm -hmm. they were taught not to they were taught not to from their expectations etc right so that's it's a language gap and that's also so that makes me think of when we were talking about what it's like to be a male yeah and how there's expectations for us and i think one of those expectations would be 
that we're supposed to not show our feelings. Yeah. And unless to yeah. the joke that is, and I think it's really funny, men aren't supposed to show their emotions unless it's rage. And then that one's okay. Yeah. It's like, and that, what? That to me is like the most unhealthy thing ever. Yeah. Like the only reason it's rage is because you have all this pent up shit that exactly. you're never talking exactly. about. Because that's the only one that you're allowed to do. Yeah. You know, as long as get, it comes out in rage, I don't give a shit. Right. Like that's men just up. beat each other up. Yeah. Well, and part of me thinks is that biological? Is dude, that societal? Dude, honestly, is it both? and a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but sometimes I just think two dudes gotta, or t- even two girls. I don't care. Whatever. They just sometimes there needs to be some physical. I agree. Fighting involved. Violence can because help. Because have you ever been in a uh, altercation with someone and you just cannot yes. get across what you're trying to say? But I feel like if I were to just even get my ass beat or attempt to beat somebody up, that I would feel so much better afterwards. Yes. And I'm not 100%. saying that that makes any fucking sense no. at all. Like I realize that that just sounds like... It, it does make sense. Bro shit. Like, I'm a fucking fight you. Yeah. Like, I get that it sounds like that. But I also will... F- it'll make me feel better and it'll probably make that other yeah. guy feel better and we'll probably the way that men work or if we really want to get into that i know that sounds a little sexist probably but when when two people men fight each other somehow in the end i've seen it before i've seen two guys fight each other and then at the end they were they were fine i think that's because what you have like a breakdown of communication so they fight right yeah so it'd be like, why would why would you fight? Why would you get to that point? Just when you can't, when two people can't come to an agreement over something that they're fighting about, and instead of letting it harp and bother me for weeks on end, we just resolve it immediately. And 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 I get how to some that might not sound like it would work, but yeah. I. It's like dueling. Yeah, it it is kind of like dueling, and we should bring I mean, that back. We should. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's not necessarily the most rational thing to do, but somehow it makes, I don't know. Personally, it makes me feel better. I don't know. I think it's the absence of communication. I think that's the point you get to. So we have have a communication. We exchange ideas with each other. I mean, fundamentals. We are throwing sounds at each other, which is making uh, brain synapses fire that's going... I have your idea now in my head. Yeah. And now we're talking about this idea. And then we have a disagreement that we can't overcome. Now mm-hmm. we're having a confrontation and that confrontation will escalate and it becomes like Physical, a, yeah. a combat scenario. And it's either, well, we can't go back because the communication's broken. So now we fight. Yeah. And like, that's, that's that next level. And I think we've developed communication to help uh, not get to that point well, i know most people have been in a situation where they feel like they've argued and neither person's side is being you know nothing's actually happening right. you're just continuously arguing for everything you say they have something to say back and the only way that you're going to stop is if you beat them up agree no or stop i was going to say or just agree <laughs> to you know what they're saying or somehow find a way to see can see through your rage and yeah. see into what they're thinking and maybe not necessarily agree with it, but come to terms with it. Yeah. And that, you know, what's way easier than that? Just fighting each other. Yeah. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not just going around fighting people all the time, no. but I'm just saying that. And we're not suggesting. It's a, yeah. It's a quick resolution. I think. I, I think it, I think it, it can be for sure. And, and I think sometimes they could make it worse, but 
most of the yeah, time. Most of the time that too, I've yeah. seen, I I've seen it. I've mm-hmm. I've been that guy. Yeah, and I have witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Friends who are men. Well, I think a good point too is that it can make it worse. Yeah, you could fight, and then the next thing you're like, get the fuck out of my house. And yeah, then, and then you're like, not. I've seen that too. Yeah, so that can go that way too. But I have seen where two guys have gotten into a fight and then afterwards laughed about it and then they were friends and yeah. it was like even closer. Yeah. Well, and the, and when I am talking about this, I'm talking about like good friends. I'm not just talking right. about some guy. Stranger. You're going to fight some guy at the bar. Although I have seen a video on Facebook of these guys fighting on the subway and then afterwards they hug and they're like, it's cool. Like, you know what I mean? So it's awesome. But that's like an, an anomaly yeah. or something that never happens. But, but where does, where did the fight stop? See, that to me is the interesting part. Why did the fight stop? Because if you've reached a point in which you're fighting with somebody about whatever it is, physically, you're beating each other up. Why stop there? Yeah. Wouldn't the next goal and the next goal kill them would be to kill them yeah. seriously. Yeah. So why did it stop? Because somebody conceded the point. Someone did. Yeah. That's what uh, you're, 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 stri- you're saying exactly what I am feeling in that yeah. instance is that, you know, if someone gets the best of you, then, there's no more than you can do physically. Exactly. You can't do anything else. And then that other person feels like they got their point across because they bested you. Exactly. It, so it falls to dominant and submissive. And that might actually be an instinctual thing too. I think it is. I think it has to be. Yeah. I um, mean, all the way, I mean, this is, this is probably stretching a little bit, but like, you know, elks f- slamming yeah. into each other, rams slamming into each other, Two bears fighting over a girl. A lot of that. Yeah. All of that. Mostly all of that's just to get some vagina. But because that's what their purpose is. But that doesn't change who gets what in right. the end and why it happened and that kind of thing. Could have the other one eats the other one's jugular. Yeah, but I I can I can sometimes see and I've been grossed out by like seeing two other dudes like bro so hard that yeah. they're. <laughs> it's just like all right, you guys are bad at macho yep. badasses. But then I can see the other side of it too, and there's a a time and a place for that, and I don't want people to think I'm out of bars just doing this with people. But, <laughs> or encouraging. But people when you're, to. yeah, exactly. And but if you're with some people at a house or something, and that's or at a bonfire or something like that, what if I just started getting really specific, and <laughs> just saying like <laughs> an exact that bonfire, situation. October thirteenth, nineteen seventy three. You know who you are. No, I'm just, <laughs> just joking. See, and and. Uh, I mean, like I said, I am no expert on this. I, I'm somebody who is really interested in learning more of this stuff. And when you said, I'm not to be sexist, but two guys fight it out. And it's like, and then you said, or two girls. And it's like, well, exactly. Like, yeah. that's exactly it. So is it a predisposition for men to be more likely to reach that level of physicality and fight them out? Or is that a human thing? Is that a male-female is that a is that a biological? Is that a societal? Maybe it's all of them to some degree, and so it it does. And it, I want to say this because I know somebody will think this, and I want to kind of nip that the idea of equality between the sexes, male and female, specifically to those two. There's been a recurring thought of, well, if they're equal, we can hit them, right? You've heard that, right? Of uh, men saying that, of saying. If females are equal, then we can hit them too. Have you have you you seen that at all? Maybe on social media or something. A lot of times it's social. I don't. I would. 
I would not be in a conversation where that was being something that was said. Right. Because I would... Or ideally not to be. Oh, I would get out of that immediately because I think that's... I think that's stupid. So exactly. So that's where that's where social expectations are a good thing, right? Yeah. Because if if the argument is that sex is null and male and females are exactly equal and there's no inherent differences, which I don't agree to personally. But if that's the argument and everybody's equal, there are people who maybe are more predispositioned whether it's from their raising or from who they are, who fighting is their way of communicating. I'm not suggesting that's healthy or the right way. Oh, yeah. But maybe maybe that exists. Yeah. And if maybe that exists, maybe they do think, well, how am I going to communicate with this equal, this woman, if I can't hit her? And I don't think that's right at all. Yeah. There's but something else. There's that's another. where a social expectation, you shouldn't hit a woman, right? Exactly. That's a social expectation. But there's Why? A- there's no other reason. Yeah. That's a social expectation that I think we should uphold. Yeah. There's a layer to this that can be kind of touchy. Exactly. Is that physically, I mean, and this is how I, I think of this, like the strongest woman in the world, there's is stronger than uh, the majority of men. Yeah. And then it's just men are, I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to say it. I just, we all both have our own physical attributes yeah. And but I think it is fair to say and I'm and I, this is just my opinion that men are physically physically yeah and only physically stronger than women. Uh, biologically and that's I, yes. pretty correct. Yeah. And but I From like everything I, but, I know. but my point of view is like I've seen women that are mentally strong yeah physically stronger than lots of guys it, I've seen. You it see can happen, right? Oh yeah. So that's it's like Shane, let me ask you a question. How many limbs do humans have? Yeah, four. But sometimes they were in an IED and they have their limbs blown off. Sometimes they're born without an arm. Sometimes yeah. they get the leg cut off from dive. So it's like it that that is a it's a general truth. It's a pragmatic truth. It works to say yeah. that humans have four limbs because we can understand it better. But well, there I've, are always occasions to everything but i also think that the you know a rational feminist would say that there's a reason why you know the olympics are split up into guys and girls i agree and i would agree to that point and i think that i think that's they're rational enough to know that there's a reason for that and it's not even like i mean i don't know it's just it's a really touchy subject and i and i'm fearful of saying the wrong thing but I know, like, yeah. again, with my intentions, that I don't mean any malice behind it. I just mean that I, I think, like you said, it's just, a, it's just a fact that... I think this is a harder conversation to have and maybe to listen to mm-hmm. uh, because of how much information. And uh, even mine, even my own understanding, which is why I'm willing to you know, change my opinion if I can be presented. And, yeah. I, and I don't. some people say that as contrarians, like, mm-hmm. change my mind. Like, yeah. Okay. The, like the meme. Yeah. Much, yeah. Which the intention is I want to have a debate with you. I yeah. want to be the winner. I want to be the dominant and I want you to submit. Yeah. That's the intention of that. And mm-hmm. I don't mean it like that. Um, but this is, this is one of the things that we had talked about prior to, and I'm really glad we've gone to it really naturally of the advantages mm-hmm. to being a particular sex. Yeah. Like you said, physically 
Yeah, I would agree to it. I would agree that as a typical truth, so a pragmatic function, yeah. I would say that men are biologically stronger than women. Yeah. As a generality. Mm-hmm. I would also say that women are far superior with their emotions mm-hmm. than men. Yeah. Biologically. See, see, you just said what I wanted to say, but better. <laughs> Because I really, genuinely, truly remember intentions from earlier. Yeah, 100%. I was not trying to shit on you know anything like that. I just mean that I didn't take it that way at all. It's just one of those circumstances where like that's where we differ. There's a yeah. it's, you can see those things kind of drawn in the sand, and that just being one of them. And it's not even something that people probably think about too often. Yeah, in the, terms of physical what be, what men and women can well, do differently. Uh, there was a, there was a story recently. So it was kind of, uh, Kevin, I don't know if you can find that. Um, it was a, it was, it was in, in regards to the, to transgenderism, which is very popular right now. And I, and right off the bat, I know I've said it. I, I, I can see the point that I do not know everything about it. I have a lot of questions and mm-hmm. I have a lot of doubt and a lot of confusion regarding, uh, the, the everything trans. Uh, but there was a story of, uh, a trans athlete, who was uh, biologically male, mm-hmm. who I guess societally, and then with help of uh, biological like uh, hormone therapy, mm-hmm. became a woman, right? Right. So it's now we say it's a woman. It's not a trans woman, it's a woman because you can't take that away. Right. So it's already very, very convoluted and very different from everything, from anything really ever, anything's ever experienced. Yeah. And then this, this woman, this, trans woman woman competed in women's athletics mm-hmm. and just bested every one of the weightlifting competitions Completely dominated yeah stole them away yeah and then the argument became kind of feminist of well that's not fair we can't do that yeah and it's like yeah so i think that is a problem and maybe that is an expectation that's a good one yeah. of the roles of the sexes of diversity and segregation because that m- biological man bested all of those records how can that be equality how yeah. can that be the best solution for women then to to be bested by that and so there was there was a talk about it and i apparently uh, do you have that pulled up yet no okay uh apparently the committee withdrew the rewards yeah and said we do not recognize this as legitimate activity and so that became a controversy in and of itself but it was like it's an important thing if you want if you want to celebrate females i think you can't let biological men dominate those fields yeah it kind of seems like you should be able to identify what however you can or however you want to as long as it doesn't affect certain things yeah I mean, does that sound fair? I, I mean, I feel like you're taking away from whatever athletic association that is because of a decision you decided to make. But if you were just at home being a trans woman or, you know, the woman that you yeah. are now, that doesn't affect anyone. That doesn't do anything. And most people would agree that that's fine. Yeah. But just because it, you know, that person embedded themselves in this women's athletic organization, then it kind of starts to become a problem you know in terms of is it fair is it not fair right 
what what becomes the actuality yeah. and again this is a hard topic um i mean there's the pushback inherently just from talking about this such mm-hmm. and intention the intention isn't to be controversial the intention is to talk about things that are happening yeah um uh, yeah here it is this is from uh, AOL uh, transgender weightlifter is receiving backlash after racking up multiple wins during the 100% raw weightlifting in Virginia uh, this was July 8th 2019 I guess that's when it was pulled because that's today at this time so that can't be right Mary Gregory, an American powerlifter and strength coach, took to Instagram to announce she had gone nine for nine at the competition and broken four women's world records. Beat the squat, bench, deadlift, and the total, the world total. So beat all of that stuff. And she, Mary, said, uh, said that's just my gender. And so it's valid. Yeah. Because I, I am a woman. And so this mm-hmm. is who I am. But if there is biological difference, if there's inherent differences, I think that's important to, to, to have that conversation and, and, and for feminism, for yeah. equality, keep things like that from, from happening. Mm-hmm. I it, say it as a question because I really don't know and I'm not making the decisions, but. Yeah, well, there's probably things about the situation that we don't know. I, I, that's completely true. But also from an outside perspective, it doesn't seem quite fair to do to do that but no and i think this is where uh somebody of a different opinion or somebody with a different one would really be able to help kind of lead me to some better thoughts uh like having a, a declared feminist here or something but gender this is the this is the definition of gender uh gender is this is from just the google definitions uh either of the two sexes male and female, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological ones. So that, so it's saying the cultural uh, separation rather than the biology. And then you have, uh, I think it was on that page before. Yeah, go back one more. Uh, there we go. Sex. It says, second definition, either of the two main categories, male and female, into which humans and most other living things are divided on the basis of their reproductive functions. So the biological difference, you uh, make sperm or you have eggs, that's your male and female Mm -hmm. sex. And then gender is your societal norm. So for example, in the 50s, the man went to work, the woman stayed home and cooked and cleaned. So those were their their roles, their gender roles, right? Mm -hmm. So... By 50s definition, if we have a stay-at-home dad today, he's transgender, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's breaking the social norm. But he's not declaring himself a woman. a woman biologically. And so even in the definition and trying to approach this kind of question, I get really confused on the inconsistency of the use of the definitions of the words. Right. Because that Mary who beat the woman's record Mm -hmm. was that's not a societal thing. That's a biological separation. So that would be transsexual, right? Not Mm -hmm. transgendered. So even when we're arguing for or against these points, we have to be clear, I think on the language right? in order to actually have the conversation so that we don't end up beating the fuck out of each other Mm -hmm. just to do it because we are so confused and frustrated. Yeah. I don't know what the right answer is. Those are just kind of my rant on that. We are conditioned 
do you ever catch yourself like okay this is this is an example that i actually yeah. thought i went out for my uh for mark's birthday and um i got i tasted a beer while the the server was there and i said this tastes and then she knew what i was going to say and i said girly and i would like didn't really put a lot of thought into the way that i was going to say yeah. that but i just looked up at her I looked up at her and I said, I was conditioned to say that <laughs> because that's how I felt in that instance is like, it just came out of my mouth, but I didn't mean anything bad by it. I just, yeah. what, you know, growing up, something tasted girly because well, it was what does girly mean. Exactly. And yeah. What but, does it mean? What did, what did you mean by that? Just uh, fruity. fruity and uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much what it, all it was, but I did just, you know, I'd had some drinks and it came out like that and yeah. I didn't mean any, you know, anything by it, but that's why definitions are and so And then she important. said something about having birth or something like that. And <laughs> like the beer was having birth or that's no, what? the server was like, I, uh, sorry, I, I'll child, be right back. Something about childbirth and <laughs> is that girly or something like that? I don't know. It was, and, it was intense. Like, well, yeah, but it, I guess having a baby isn't fruity in yeah. that definition. I was using, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what did uh, Taylor say at the end then? You, because we're at fifty six, so we'll wrap it up since she's not here. We'll finish our our thoughts today of being a man or a woman or what we think. But she basically just said, "I see many negative stereotypes and expectations for women in travel in the travel community. I've never been to a country where women have different social roles from a cultural standpoint, so I can't speak on that." But I have traveled to many places alone, and it is an extremely different experience to travel alone, especially as a woman. The biggest thing is the surprise. People are absolutely shocked to see that I travel outside of my city alone. I enjoy camping, and my schedule is very difficult to match with friends, so I often camp alone. I have never once felt scared until someone talks about how scared I should be. I had a couple say to me once, you should tell people your boyfriend is coming so you don't get bothered. It makes me irate that we live in a world where I have to lie to strangers in order to feel safe. People are also surprised about traveling alone from a uh, financial perspective. And that's kind of where she went into talking about having a, a boyfriend and that she, yeah. you know, she doesn't, they help each other pay for things basically is what came into it after that. I'm butchering this, but it's what I do. Um, <laughs> she, she ended this by basically saying, you know, she had the traveling part. She said, I follow a group of, on Facebook that consists of solo female travelers. It's a beautiful space where strong women share experiences of traveling alone. It sums up a lot of my feelings about social pressures and stereotypes about women. It is still rare. It is still surprising, but the narrative is also changing. It is shifting, and I believe it, it is shifting in a positive and progressive direction. I love that she put so much time and thought into this for us. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, but for herself. For yeah. us, uh, have some points to think on. Um, I really, really liked hearing it before and talking about this and mm -hmm. touching the water of this kind of uh, you know depth of conversation. This is a little different than video games or beer talk, or yeah. which are great things. Mm -hmm. There's just a difference to it. Well, I think she put a lot of pride into giving um, a perspective yeah. of what you know. Also, just her, and I'm sure a lot of other people, a lot of other women are going yeah. through that kind of stuff. Whether it be my favorite thing about it was that she gave a very specific situation that I would have right. never thought she would bring to the table, and that was the camping thing. Like, yeah. I never thought of it that way. And it was kind of like 
I hate to say that I thought she was going to take some more like common routes, but she actually surprised me with the way that she talked about something. I just kind of out of left field that's very specific to her. And I really enjoyed, um, and you don't see a lot of uh, women camping Camping by themselves, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And she should not have to tell people, you know, or making some kind of excuse. Oh, do my boyfriend's any, on yeah. just over there. Could you imagine as a, a male, every single time we, you know, like something extra you'd have yeah. to add to you traveling or something just to have to feel safe or something. Yeah. And I'm like not going to lie. There's part of this, like, like, like she's, gun. she's kind of a, a bad bitch because she, uh, like, I don't know that I would kind of be scared camping alone. Yeah. So, and the fact that she's done it so many times, is kind I've of, never, I've it's never kind camped of impressive. Alone. I don't think I have either. Let's go camp alone. Yeah. And we'll come and back we can, after a week. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's awesome that she's done that though. And that's awesome. That Sorry, she's, ladies. My girlfriend's right over there. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say that and that's, creep people out. Yeah. yeah it's a, but it's good that she doesn't worry about those things. And it is, you know, I was pretty impressed by the, the whole thing that she sent me and, and I, and I want to like, again, thank her Yeah, and you know, that was awesome of her to take time out of, I know she's busy and allow me to butcher it like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you did fine with but reading that. I just kind of was all, over. I mean, she wrote that in order and yeah. I kind of went out of order, but there was a lot of good points in there and things that hopefully people that listen have never thought of. And yeah. some things that I know that I'll put more thought into the next time I get into one of those situations or, you know, like, like I said earlier, I don't, find myself telling people what they should be doing very often, but definitely, definitely give someone who does uh, maybe a little bit of a different perspective. And then also if you see a a woman camping by herself, don't say weird shit like that. Ask her what you could do for No, don't say anything unless she asks. I don't know. Respond to the situation according to everything you can think of. That would be (laughs) the best scenario. Uh, but seriously, I hope I hope too that we uh, that get, Taylor get listens and I have that it. she yeah. uh, likes what we have said as well, um, mm-hmm. and, and have a conversation about this because I would love to have sit her have her sit here with us, yeah, and I actually asked talk her, where she's not, you know. So I haven't asked her, but I have a feeling that she would be down to do that and um, be you know a lot better explaining her opinions yeah. and point of view yeah. better than than I can do. Than us interpreting it and yeah. speaking for her. Cause, but, and I hope we didn't do that. But uh, that's uh, that's that's the show. I guess it's end of, end of stuff now going into. Who do we have next week? Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Uh, Oprah, she said she saw. Uh, she, well, she listened to she Thunder heard Wolf. This. She heard this. Yeah, she heard this episode. That well, we're, we're Facebook friends, so she saw me share the link. Mm-hmm. You can find me, you know, find me, Jacob Serber, on Facebook, and then I'll share a bunch of stuff, and then Thunderwolf will share even more. Uh, and Oprah and I are friends on there, and so she, she saw this and said, guys, I've listened. I want to be part of this, whatever you need from me. Yeah. So that's really exciting. She was wondering if we could... You know, teach her some things. Relive her, her old um, talk show host days through us. Yeah, because we're doing such a good job. Exactly. Yeah. No, seriously though, I uh, put a female there because something we talked about, and I think this is a cool time oh, to yeah. talk about yep, it. Yep, yep. Would be uh, we recognize that we are a new podcast. Where this is the episode seventeen, so mm-hmm. we're cranking them out. Um, we haven't had any guests who have been women yet. Yeah. And we thought this was a cool time to say this on this particular episode mm-hmm. in that we have had 
some great people on. Uh, our friends, uh, locals to us, uh, you know, people who very um, have interesting stories to tell or interesting careers or uh, just funny people, great guys, etc. And we were talking before this episode, uh, before we started recording, about our content today, about Taylor, about the conversation that Shane and Taylor had and how we haven't had a woman on. And it's not been for any particular reason other than uh, we haven't. And so yeah. we recognize that, we see it, we uh, are going to actively, uh, you know, not find women to be women on here, mm-hmm. but find people of uh, a wider group than just the direct people next to us, and which I think, I think is really great. I think it's easy starting out to have people on that you feel comfortable around. Yeah. And and who uh, support us and believe in what we're doing. Yeah, so it was it was a, uh, you know, easy for us to have on someone that we knew in the beginning that we wouldn't have any right problem talking to. So everybody who's been on before, thank you for being our trial run. Mm-hmm. Mark, that's to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll definitely say something about that. I'm yeah. sure. We slowly need to get into changing it up, though, and, and yeah. having a little more diverse so uh, guests on. I uh, and that's this is the announcement of the start of that. Yeah, uh, of being wider, um, <laughs> looking looking to more people than people we know. Uh, I think a huge growth of a podcast, a, an interview show, an entertainment show is working to find better questions and finding people who can answer those better questions. Um, people we don't know even mm-hmm. reaching out to maybe strangers and saying, Hey, you know, we do this show and we think that you'd be awesome to have on whoever they are. But we see that we and want more voices. Yeah. And also if you're listening and you have any interest of being on the show, let us know. Let and us we'll, know. We'll tell you whether you're worthy or not. Yeah, we will. Uh, so there's there's a whole blood ritual that's involved to be on here, but we can get into that like in the DMs. Sacrifices and yeah, you know, you know Thunderwolf stuff. Don't worry about it until mm-hmm. you're here. Um, you have to sleep in the womb of a calf. <laughs> a calf is too small. A, yeah. a full grown cow. A full grown cow. While it's still alive. Somehow, yeah. It's creepy. Mm, we're creepy, creepy. creepy. I love it. Um, so yeah, send us messages. What you want us to talk about, too. That's that's the other addition. Um, I guess that's uh, that's the guest part. Uh, merchandise for your t-shirts, because I know, I know that you want to wear one of these Thunderwolf shirts. Mm-hmm. You want to wear these Thunderwolf mm-hmm. yoga pants. Man or woman, we don't care. We want you. I want to wear the, the yoga pants. I am wearing these yoga pants. <laughs> they look like they're super comfortable. They're super comfortable. See, for me, uh, mm-hmm. like, I've I've got a penis, right? Mm-hmm. I've got a dick. Turns and out. The, the Thunderwolf uh, yoga pants are even great for that. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I would even consider cutting a hole in the front. Yeah, I did. And then maybe put some shorts over it. I put a wolf skull. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I thought that was real, real classy. Uh, But we've got men. We've got women's. We've got what you want. Yeah. Head on down to uh, teespring.com slash thunderwolfpod. That's T-E-E spring.com slash thunderwolfpod. Buy yourself some stuff, please. Like right now. Mm-hmm. Pause this episode. We've only got a few seconds left, but pause it and go this buy is some the part stuff. Where most people turn it off, anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm just begging for uh, <laughs> for money at this point. Uh, we also want to thank Magic Squirrel Network. Uh, Magic Squirrels, an independent network, helps gamers, podcasters get their voice out there. 
at the end of the uh, episode, yeah, we have a uh, a bumper for another show. We do. Another, it's a new month. It's a new month, and I don't think the, that I'm going to be able to tell you right now who it is. It's a mystery, even but to you. That makes it better because after the the outro, you'll be able to hear exactly who it is. Yeah, and so will we. And then you know we'll we'll get it right one of these. And days. then the next show that's going to be in this month, well, I'll, I'll know who it is. Yeah, we'll know by then. Yeah. We've only had eight days. Give us a break, people. We got lives. Shane, where are we found? Oh, man. We are found on Thunderwolf, at Thunderwolf Podcast on Facebook. And then Instagram. Sick memes, brah. For real, dude. You're a a meme machine. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Instagram is Thunderwolf underscore podcast. Yes. I always somehow figure that out but i couldn't tell you what it was in the beginning when i was getting ready to start saying it i'm trying to link them up there's a way to do that and i don't know how the hell to do it yet i'm one of these old timers of facebook before all these updates and shit i still got a flip phone that's not true yeah all right well uh thanks for listening uh don't forget to like comment subscribe yes can you do that here what time's up goodbye Caffeine and Kush live streamed every Friday at 10 p.m. on twitch.tv forward slash podcast daddy. We discuss politics, video games, pop culture, and being a young father. You can find me on any major podcast platform.